Marev Tess, and welcome to Episode 3 of Talking Vartan, the Knights and Daughters of Vartan podcast. I'm Osped David Mitzorian of Ararat College No. 1 in Boston. Thanks for joining me as we continue our visits to Knights and Daughters Lodges across the country to hear about what our brothers and sisters are doing in their communities and in Armenia in support of the Armenian community. In our first two episodes, I focused on Talij and Otyags here on the East Coast, specifically Boston and New York City. Today, we're going across the country to the beautiful San Fernando Valley in Los Angeles, California, home of Guyane Otyag number 22. Didui Marie Jamgochen was born in Egypt, and she also lived in Montreal, Quebec, before finally settling down in California. Her husband is a Tsubarabed with Sevan Talij number 28, and her daughter is also a member of Gayane Otya. Didui Jamgochen joined the Daughters of Vartan in 2013. Nakin Didui Nancy Hamudian is a native Californian, having joined the Daughters of Vartan in 2003. She became Didui and served in that post for three years, beginning in 2013, and her daughter as well is also a member of Gayane Otyag number 22. The lady spoke to me from Sherman Oaks, California, and it was Didui Jamgochen who got things started by describing the Armenian community there. It is an active community. I, I, I mean, I, I'm not quite sure uh, the community is the same as it might be in Boston or other places where it's, it's a smaller city. We are a very big city. So even though uh, there's a number of Armenians in the San Fernando Valley, it's easy for us to intermingle with the Glendale Armenians or the Pasadena Armenians or the Los Angeles Armenians. We, Like I said, uh, we have Armenians throughout Southern California. So but it is strong. We have an Armenian church, St. Peter's Apostolic Church, and there's the AGBU uh, Mary Manugian School close by. So uh, the, quite a few Armenians are in the San Fernando Valley, yes. I'm going to ask both of you the same question, but I will start with you, Didui, and that is what is it about the mission of the Daughters of Vartan that uh, first inspired you to want to become a member of the organization and then later to assume this position of leadership? Well, I really like the mission that um, this was to uh, to continue the Armenian traditions and um, Armenian heritage and to learn more about being Armenian. I'm half Armenian, even though I was raised in an Armenian household in the sense that I, I knew our history and I know I uh, my mother had a number of Armenian friends. It was just nice to hear even more. I mean, I personally did not know anything about Vartan, Mamigonian, and uh all of that. So that was very interesting to me, hearing more about my heritage and being a part of that. And also the mission. I love that um, that we have sisters, that we're women that gather. We get to uh, to do thing, activities together, participate in projects. It was just perfect timing for me as well. Uh, my last child had graduated high school. I love volunteering. So this was just a perfect storm, you might say. Well, I was very fortunate, actually, to be asked to be on the Tivan. Uh, my second year, I took the position of secretary and uh, from then on went to Poch Didui. And it was a natural progression for me to, to take on the Didui position. I'm actually enjoying it very much, and I, and I love my sisters. I think it's just been a, a wonderful experience for me. And that's, that's it. Yeah. Nakin Didui, Nancy Hamudian, tell me about what were the reasons for you to join the Daughters of Vartan and then eventually to become Didui. 
Um, my parents were both involved. My father was an Osbed. My mother was a knocking didoe. And I attended many um, convocations as a teenager and young adult. But I really never knew what the Daughters of Artan or what their mission was, the Knights of Artan. I just know it was a big party all the time. So then when I was asked to join, I said, yes, my mother was elderly. And I said, I'd like to take go with her to the meetings. And then I just grew to these people that I knew growing up. I just bonded with them. And like my mother's friends and sisters became my friends and sisters. And I just love that. Of course, they asked me to be on the Tivan, starting off like Didui Marie as a Tibui, and then just moved around to the several dis- different positions. I went to one convocation in Detroit, or it was in New York, where I saw the Garka Bedui was Barbara Hartunian. And I just was like wowed by her presence and walking around the room and said, I, I want to move up in the in the Tivan. Also, another thing I wanted to do was to bring more unity to the sisters. Like it's, And then the meetings, I wanted more conversations and not just everybody sitting there and listening. I wanted them all participating. So I, I felt like that was the driving force for me to become Didoui. Did you, before you became a daughter, and I know that you said you grew up around them and you knew many of the people, as did both of you in the organization, but did you have any misconceptions about what the mission of the Daughters of Vartan was? And do you think that uh, there are still people today who, for whatever reason, have a misconception? I think there's just a big unawareness of what we are. And uh, I always thought it was positive because my parents would never be involved in anything that wasn't a positive experience. But I think there are there's very few that I have run across that didn't know what we were about and it had a negative thought about us. But I think there's just not enough um, awareness of what who we are and what we do. Did we? Do you feel the same way? I do. I do. We were actually recently at a funeral uh, for Nakin Avakdirui Violet Karagosian here in Los Angeles, mm-hmm. and. Uh, Quite a few people attended the funeral. Over, I would say, maybe two, three hundred people came. And during the hockey uh, josh, they, uh, they, you know, they had an open mic. And out of the eight people that got up to say something, seven of the people were either a knight or a daughter of Artan. And I remember people at the other tables going, "Who are these knights and daughters of Artan?" Which was very interesting because, like I said, eight, seven out of the eight people were a knight or a daughter it's uh it's just not as strong it might have been stronger at one time i don't know but right now it's not as strong somehow uh we're just i guess maybe we're doing a lot for armenia or we're doing things like that where it's not enough for people in our cities to know about us i'm not sure i don't know what the issue is just yet but Talk about what you are doing, what the members of Guyana Otiag Number 22 are involved in, uh, projects, whether they be here or in Armenia. What are the things that are important to both of you that makes this such an active and important organization today? One of my big missions has been to increase membership, and the other has been to to do more for our charities, to, uh, to have more fundraising, to have more uh, service towards these charitable organizations. So what we've done so far is we, we recently had a tea 
And uh, we generated quite a bit of money from that, and that that will go towards you know our charitable organizations. We had a an Academy Awards night, uh, which was a lot of fun as well. People came dressed up in black and white. We I, watched the Academy Awards. I think I saw some photographs of that on your Facebook page. Am I correct? Is that yeah. what I was seeing there? Yes. Some yes. great pictures there. Yeah. Yeah, so we had, you know, champagne and hors d'oeuvres, and we even had our own ballot, and, you know, we voted on, you know, uh, the best actress, best movie, whatnot. That generated quite a bit of money, again, for our charitable organizations. We've also done things for the military, women in the military. We've made packages to send overseas. We've done, uh, there's something else here called Operation Gratitude, where you go and you create boxes of goodies, again, also for the military, and that would be for both men and women. In Armenia, we've participated in the Socks and Mittens fundraiser, where we sent, in our case, we sent money, and then they were, uh, Socks and Mittens were purchased for uh, students in Armenia. And, I, and many of our organizations, our charitable organizations, again, are all Armenian. It's, you know, we, we give money to Camp Adev and the Western Diocese uh, Armenian Camp. Where we've given money to the Ararat Home here. Now, for those people home. not from California, I beg your pardon for interrupting, but for the people not from California, you mentioned the two camps. Are they both children's camps? Are they, are they summer camps, day camps? What are they? Yes, they're summer camps for... Uh, elementary school through uh, high school camps. So we give money there. We've also given money to the AMAA, Armenian Missionary Association. You know, it just keeps growing. Uh, We have a speaker coming this month, actually, from the Armenian Bone Marrow Registry. Mm -hmm. She's going to come and speak to us about that and, and could become one of our you know, charitable uh, uh, charities. Also, Mayor Hughes. We, we give quite a bit to Mayor Hughes in Armenia. Have either of the two of you, and, and I'm, I'm asking you first, Didoui, but I want to hear from both of you. Have either of the two of you been to Armenia yourselves or any of your sisters been there? And uh, if so, tell me what uh, your impressions are. I have not been to Armenia. It is definitely on my list. I was hoping to go... Uh, this year in September with the Knights and Daughters, uh, but I haven't heard anything yet, so I'm not sure if that's happening. But, oh, uh, it's happening. It's happening. It's, Actually, the oh, um, is it? I, it is. In fact, I was talking to some friends from the Mamagonian Lodge in New York City, the, the Knights Lodge, and they are helping to organize that, and that will be in September, and uh, information will be forthcoming very soon. So, um, yes, and that is an annual event. In fact, uh, a number of people from here in New England attend. In fact, I think uh, Knights and Daughters from across the country go to that, and it's really, um, my, my own parents have gone uh, a few times, and it's it's a really eye-opening experience. Nakin Didui, have you been to Armenia yourself? Yes, I have. I went in 2015. Uh, my husband is from Musalev, originally his family. So we went for the, you know, the centennial for the um, Musalev, you know, for the for the genocide. Mm-hmm. So we got to go around. It was a wonderful, wonderful experience. We didn't really go to Karabakh or out, way out into the poor villages. We went um, for day trips mostly around um, Yerevan. So it was amazing, and I encourage everyone to go. Was that your first trip there in 2015? That was my 
that was my first trip. My sister, who is also a daughter of Vartan, she went went in maybe about 50 years ago. And so that was a different experience. Oh, that was during her. Soviet she, times, yeah. Yes, and and she loved it then, and she's been back, and she loves it now. And then many of our sisters go because uh, Naki Dirui, Alice Kalushin is very involved in Marahush. She just went this last summer. And always, everything is always positive. I always hear everything positive about it. I mean, I've actually been myself a couple of times, uh, and on neither occasion was it for nights business, although that's something that my parents do constantly. But um, my first trip there was in 2011, and it was a life-changing experience for me, very different from what I thought it was going to be. And, uh, And, you know, some of the things that I think people may consider as barriers really are not one of them being the language, because I do not speak fluent Armenian, but you don't have any trouble over there because so many of the Armenians who uh, are in Hayastan speak English. So really the communication factor is not a problem. And there's just so much to see, as, as I'm sure you know, both historically, culturally, and in terms of the different projects that uh, so many lodges, knights and daughters around the country are involved in. What is the connection between the Guyana Otiag and the Sevantalish in San Fernando Valley? The men are very supportive. The knights are very supportive. We, we are separate. We do our own activities. They do their own activities. Um, but they attend our activities. We attend their activities. We have a very good relationship. I've had no issues at all. I, I'm Nancy here. Nancy next to me is nodding her head, too. We've, we're, we're wonderful. Great relationship. Now, in your case, especially, Dirui, it's a family affair, isn't it? Yes. I'm sorry. I'm laughing a little bit here because uh, my dear friend, uh, Naki Dirui Nancy, wrote down, uh, I sleep with one of the brothers. So, um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, my husband is the, uh, the secretary for the men, and he's been in it. Well, he joined in a year after I did. Uh, he enjoyed it so much all the activities that our lodge does. And so he said, you know, this this sounds like a good thing for me. And so he joined a year after I did, and he's the Tibru head. Tibru bed, oh, gosh, I'm sorry. Yeah, that, is, that, that is not an easy word to pronounce. <laughs> Take it from me, okay? I'm, I'm still trying to pronounce some of, the, uh, some of the terminology, and I've been in the group for a year and a half right now. Yeah. What about events that are coming up? I know that uh, throughout the country in uh, April, there will be genocide commemoration ceremonies uh, in just about every Armenian community. Will there be anything planned that the uh, the knights and daughters in San Fernando Valley will be involved in? Well, the men will be going to uh, Montebello, which is another uh, suburb of Los Angeles. And uh, there we have the Armenian Memorial Monument, and they will have a service there. Uh, the women do not participate in that every time. I believe we went for the hundredth, but for some reason, it's, some, it's something we the women do not go and, and do with the men. But the men do that, and they meet up and they uh, they go and they lay flowers and have a service. Um, they do all that for the uh, April twenty fourth. Now, I know a number of you do attend, and the two of you have attended in the past, the convocations. Are either of you planning on going to Las Vegas this summer? Absolutely. We'll be there. Yeah. 
Me too. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it very much. Are there any yes. events that you're involved in? Any events that um, your Otiag is planning, uh, whether they be fundraising or social events in the next uh, few months that you want to talk about? Well, in April, we are having our Southern California Otiag Luncheon. And that's a very nice event that we have every year around this time. There are five chapters in Southern California, including San Diego, Costa Mesa, uh, Pasadena, San Fernando Valley, and Los Angeles. And we all meet up and we have a wonderful sisters luncheon just for us. And we enjoy each other's company. We get to meet other sisters from other uh, Otiags. So uh, that's coming up April 6th. And like I said, we usually have a very good turnout and it's just a wonderful day for us. I think that's probably one of the things that can best be said in describing any Knights and Daughters Lodge anywhere, and that is that it is, it is a wonderful way to meet other Armenians who are all there to do the same thing that you are, which is to serve without the accolades, without, you know, any of that, but just to serve. Nakin Didui, since you have been in the organization longer by, I think, about 10 years, if I'm not mistaken. Uh Um, Have there been any real changes that you have seen in the Daughters of Vartan as a whole uh, in these last uh, 15 years? And and where do you see it going in the years ahead? I I see a big change in that um, it looks like we are moving forward, uh, getting new ideas, getting younger people involved. I would like to see more of that. I would like to get more youth involved, you know, like 20-year-olds. Because <laughs> our our older ladies, you know, they're getting old and they can't participate and come to meetings like they were. But for the future, I, I just, we're both, did we, Marie and I, we always try to think, like, how can we get more people involved, uh, younger people? I think that's the most important right now. And Dittery, your thoughts on the, the past and the future? I think we just need to get the word out there of what the Daughters and Knights of Vartan are again. If we want to continue this organization, I feel like now we need to kind of come out of the closet and, you know, let everybody know who we are, what we do, how we're helpful, how we're, you know, a sisterhood or a brotherhood, uh, how we help the community, how we help other Armenians. I mean, our immediate friends know about us and they support us at every activity and event that we do. But uh, a lot of people, like I said, um, don't know what we do and who we are and that we've been around over 100 years. It's, that seems amazing to me that um, that is amazing. That we kept the secrets that we kept the secrets so well all these years. <laughs> Well, it's an organization, just as the Knights are, that, that really is, is so deserving of all of our time, and, and that's why we give what we give to it. And uh, I want to thank the two of you for, for the service that you have given and are continuing to give and uh, will continue to give. And it has been a pleasure to speak with both of you. We've been talking with Dirui Marie Jamgochian and Nakin Dirui Nancy Hamudian, both from Guyana Otiag Number no. 22 in San Fernando Valley, California. I personally am looking forward to meeting both of you in Las Vegas. You'll know who I am. So please, I hope we get a chance to say hello in person. And it has been both a pleasure and an honor to talk to both of you. Thank you so much. Thank you, you, David. It was great talking with you, too. 
My special thanks to Didui Marie Jamgochun and Nakin Didui Nancy Hamudian of Gaine Otiag Number no. 22 in San Fernando Valley, California. You can learn more about the Otiag at the Daughters of Varten Gaine Otiag Number no. 22 social media page on Facebook. Our next podcast episode will feature our first joint conversation with Aspadabed and Didui. We'll be back on the East Coast, this time in Philadelphia, where the Knights of Vartan began back in 1916. We'll meet Spadabed Viken Bazabastian of the Ardashad Talij No. 5 and Didui Araksi Bozajan of Shushani Gotyag Number no. 1. Now, many of you know, as I just mentioned, that the Knights of Vartan was formed in Philadelphia 103 years ago when a group of leaders in the then small Armenian community knelt before an altar at Bingham House and took the solemn oath of our brotherhood. Well, that structure is gone, and standing there now is... Well, you'll have to wait until our next Talking Vartan podcast to find out. By the way, I'll be in Times Square on April the 28th, pulling double duty, you might say. I will be the official videographer for the annual genocide commemoration program sponsored by the Knights of Vartan, and I'll also be recording the entire program. Portions of which, including Avak Spadabed Dr. Gary Zamanikian's remarks, will be featured on our first May episode of Talking Vartan. So please say hello if you're planning on attending the Times Square commemoration with your family or with your fellow knights or daughters. I'll be real easy to find. Later this spring, Avak Didui Diana Tukmanian will be our guest on Talking Vartan, and of course, we will have a preview later of the upcoming Grand Convocation, which this summer will be held in Las Vegas at the fantastic Harrah's Las Vegas, right on the world-famous Strip. The dates are Thursday, July 11th through Saturday the 13th. You can book your room or rooms right now at a reduced rate for Knights and Daughters of Vartan members by using the link at the Knights and Daughters of Vartan website at kofv.org. I'll give you that one more time, kofv.org. Just go to the pull-down menu under the main heading and look for Grand Convocation 2019. Now, you can take advantage of the reduced room rate for the Grand Convocation at Harrah's from Tuesday, July the 9th until Monday, July 15th, in the event that you wanted to arrive a few days early or stay an extra day once the convocation concludes. We'll have much more on the Grand Convocation in future podcasts, and of course, I'll be there to provide extensive podcast coverage for all of our members, so stay tuned this summer for that. Finally... We hope you'll be joining many of your fellow knights and daughters this September for Veratat's Haidenik, Back to the Homeland, trip number four. The dates this year are September 14th through the 22nd. Your home base will be the beautiful Marriott Armenia Hotel in Yerevan's Republic Square. It's a chance for you to see firsthand the fruits of your lodge's labors in Armenia schools, homes, and other establishments that your funding and your efforts have made possible. You'll meet with religious and political leaders, teachers, students, and their families. You'll visit the Knights and Daughters of Vartan office in Yerevan, and of course, there'll be time for fun and sightseeing. You can book your room or rooms right now at the Reduced Knights and Daughters of Vartan group rate. You should have received an email with a direct link to the hotel specifically for booking at the reduced rate. If you have not, you can contact the Knights and Daughters of Vartan office in Yerevan by email at knightsofvartan at gmail or go to the website at kofv.org 
and click on the Contact Us link. As always, check out the Knights and Daughters of Vartan Facebook page, always worth a look for the latest Knights and Daughters news, plus photographs of lodge activities here in the States and also in Armenia. Photos submitted by lodge members like you and by our wonderful communications liaison, Kohar Palian, who manages both that site along with the Knights and Daughters of Vartan website at kofv.org, the Knights and Daughters of Vartan YouTube channel, and of course our fine digital and print publication, The Avaride, which I hope you're all reading because it's always filled with informative, interesting articles and some really great photos. The flagship, really, of the Knights and Daughters of Vartan communications tools. Tools which I humbly add the Talking Vartan podcast to the list of. If you would like to be part of the Talking Vartan podcast and have your Talij or Otyag featured in an upcoming episode, I'd love to hear from you. You can reach me through the Talking Vartan Facebook page or by email at talkingvartanpodcast at gmail.com. One more time, talkingvartanpodcast at gmail.com. Special thanks, as always, to Mal Barsamian for our theme music, Lorke Lorke, from his album, One Take, Armenian Dance Songs. Talking Vartan, the Knights and Daughters of Vartan podcast, is copyrighted 2019, the Knights and Daughters of Vartan and Asped David Medzorian. Any broadcast, duplication, or other public use of this podcast without the expressed written permission of the Knights and Daughters of Vartan is prohibited. Thanks for joining me on Talking Vartan, the Knights and Daughters of Vartan podcast. From Ararat Talij No. 1 in Boston, I'm Asped David Medzorian. Until next time, Sadesu Tune.